There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. So this is a historic burn barrel. Alice is just about passed away. And I am running the show alone. What makes us historic is this is our first, the first ever burn barrel Ask Me Anything, which actually is something you could always do all the time anyway. Most of you already have and gotten the mediocre answers you were looking for. As I tweeted just moments ago, in Alice's absence, I'll be holding our first ever Ask Me Anything, Anything at All About Me, Alice, our show, or any of the far more successful people I've worked with, anything goes. So there you go. Now, as far as there's three other things I want to talk about that we will hit. Um, and one starts with this hockey player, this guy, and I'm not really sure of his name. Actually, I wrote his name down today. I wrote a little note. It is um, Ivan Provorov. Of the Flyers, uh, Philadelphia Flyers. I think he's a um, Russian. He's Russian Orthodox, anyway. Not as Kirk said today, uh, Minahan said, Russian Jewish Orthodox? No. He's Russian Orthodox. And, you know, so he's a Christian, and he's got... um, He refused to... It was like Pride Night or something, and he refused to wear the Pride-themed jersey. And, of course, that's a thing now. Because everything about hockey is about, and everything, now the NHL, which I'm surprised that this happened, but the NHL is like, hockey is secondary now. They are all in for all the wokey stuff, and so it's got to be, like, with everything else, it's just got to be completely and utterly, like, ruined with this crap. So, let me grab him here. This is him talking, um, answering questions about the game, and here we go. Come on, Ivan. I haven't heard everybody and I respect everybody's choices. My choice is to stay true to myself and my religion. That's all I'm going to say. Any, like I said, that's all I'm going to comment on that. Um, Smart. Any hockey questions, I would like, I would answer those. Just, uh, Can you just kind of find what, 
Hmm? Yeah, yeah, he moves on. So, and, and obviously, this, this whole thing is this whole intimidation thing, this bullying where you have to wear, wear the other thing that everybody's wearing. Be all into it. It's like the, the pride movement is multifaceted. It's not simply we're wearing tolerance for this. We're wearing it, it's political. It's got a hundred different tendrils of different sub causes in the pride movement. There's also now the LGBTQIA plus stuff. You know, in that under that umbrella is what's going on in schools with kids and in top surgery and this and that. So no, damn it, no, get yourself off. If you want to be the most, you know, virtuous person in the world, you know, dress up the, like the Chiquita Banana Girl on the ice. Whatever you want. Just leave me alone. Leave this dude alone. But it's not enough. All of this stuff is just a way to push people until you can finally get to the point where you can have the tantrum you always wanted. All they ever want to do is be able to melt down and scream at people and say... Your band, it's all about hate. You have your force for hate. And it's really about those people having a deep deficit in their own hearts. This is um, um, some hockey show, BT, whatever that is. Three things, technically. Provorov also spoke to the media after the game and, and echoed what Tortorella said, so I didn't feel the need to run it. Um, this happened in baseball last year with the Tampa Bay Rays. There were five members of the Tampa Bay Rays who wouldn't wear a patch supporting gay rights. Mm -hmm. And Major League Baseball didn't do much was a story for a little bit. Um, John Tortorella, you know, uh, many Tortorella years ago. Tortorella's the coach. He's when, obviously uh, from Boston, and he's a little wacky, I think. That's what I get from him. He also came out there and said, like, uh, you know, I'm not going to answer too many questions. To get the, the kid can do what he wants, essentially. Um, you know, racial injustice, and the still is till the stable. When, racial, when, when Colin Kaepernick first started kneeling during national anthem, said, anyone who does that on my team is going to sit. And he has, a, he has a son who's an Army Ranger. So it's not like Tortorella in the past hasn't spoken on, on, on sensitive issues. Um, the theme from the National Hockey League is hockey is for everyone. Okay? Well, The no, theme is not hockey. No, hold on. This guy is about to tell us, I think, why everybody has to conform completely with this huge progressive symbolic movement thing. We'll go back to He's for everyone, dot, 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 unless you don't believe in gay rights, then do whatever you want. If the national... That's an insincere, disingenuous thing this POS just said. Because we don't know who believes in gay rights or not. Or in, in, You're allowed to have your own beliefs in anything. You're allowed to have your own beliefs. He doesn't want to wear the shirt. The shirt means more than just gay rights. It's obviously It obviously hides its other 5,000 agendas behind that. Wear the pin. You don't want to wear the pin? It's like, sure, it might mean tolerance for gay people. It means a whole lot more. But the 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 onus should not be on this hockey player to have to disavow what they've decided is his default homophobia. Hockey league's going to do this. If any league is going to do this, do it properly. Or reevaluate what you're doing. Because there's not a lot of repercussions that I'm seeing from any league. Now, it could change with the NHL. Could change with the NHL. I think you find the Flyers a million dollars for this. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Figure this out. 
and stop offending people on nights where it's not about that. It's supposed to be about inclusivity. Stop offending people. So they have this, this taunt out there where they put them in the positions of being offended. They're saying, it's on you. You better comply totally with everything we tell you to do or, el- or else we've deemed ourselves offended. So you want to f- find them a millions of bucks? It is absolute psychotic craziness. These people are sickos. Incredible. The National Hockey League need to attack this and figure this out. Because what I heard last night was offensive and didn't make any sense. Because, for instance, if that was a military night, okay? Right. If anyone in Canada or in the States on a military appreciation night wouldn't wear a jersey pregame, do you have any idea the uproar that would have happened on that? Do you have any- Shut up! This guy just got finished talking about Colin Kaepernick. So we know where this guy fails about that. He indicted the coach because the coach had a problem with what Kaepernick did. Kaepernick disrespected law enforcement and the military. He disrespected the flag. So, like, don't act as if, like, this is... And people can do... And by the way, people can be be in an uproar about the military or not about the military. It's a little bit different, by the way. A celebration of the military. We don't get to have gay pride floats and pride flags and gay night at the hockey place... We don't get to have drag queen story hour, etc. We don't get any of that stuff if it's not for the military. So the military is different, okay? I know the people at Stonewall did great things. They did not cast off the British. They did not cast off the Nazis, okay? The United States military is a special situation. It's not the same. Any idea of the backlash? Do you have any idea what happened on social media? It gives a flying... F what happens on social media. What a bitch this guy is. I don't know who this is. This is BT, whatever it's called. But my goodness, imagine. You don't have any idea what happens on social media. Yeah, a bunch of people would be a-holes on social media. If you can't handle it, then get off of social media. No, but I have something for you. I have this for you. My pleasure. That was not uh, drugs I was handling. It was a Kit Kat. She's in bed. It's, it's ridiculous what would well, happen. It was just a minute ago we were talking about the uproar that was happening with FIFA fever, where it's, if you were seen with so much as yeah. rainbow anywhere, you had to fear for your life, imprisonment, or death. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, that's because it's happening in what Qatar or whatever, where these uh, places have zero tolerance for many human rights. Okay? So, and now here we are. Oh, it's the same. It's the same because this guy won't wear your gay flag pride hockey jersey. It's the same thing as being uh, persecuted in countries where there's no tolerance for gays. You have to wear the jersey or it's hate and violence. Really? You bitches. I, I just think the NHL has to do something here. This is not good enough. This is not good enough. Hockey is for everyone, dot, 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 unless... It is... Okay, hockey's for everyone. Okay, then everybody can go play hockey. I'm sure every hockey team would draft every person. LGBTQIA plus uh, second people's persons, the the um the original land of the Wanab, the and 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 you know every a BIPOC every short, tall, skinny, fat, whatever, all the things. Hockey would if you're good, I'm sure they would draft you in a second. Hockey hockey is for everyone. I agree with that. Doesn't mean everybody has to do your stupid symbol wearing crap all the time. Put it in his special jersey. He doesn't want to. He's got religious beliefs, okay? He got he has religious beliefs where stuff where that stuff by the way, what where's the tolerance for his religious beliefs? 
By the way, he's not making you wear a Russian Orthodox um, jersey. Don't make him wear something that symbolizes something antithetical to his religion. But he gets no quarter. Every accommodation has to be made for everybody else's special interest in progressive uh, journey. But for him, no, nothing. Nope. Unless you don't agree with gay rights is not the phrasing of this. You're either in this or you're not. And one last point. Nothing scares me more than any human being who says, I'm not doing this because of my religious beliefs. Because when you looked at people's lives, you normally say that publicly, you'd throw up at what you saw. You what the hell is he talking about? would throw up at what you saw. And I've seen that a million times in a lot of different ways. So don't, don't give me that. With respect. Don't give me that because no one's perfect. All right? Don't, tell me, don't, don't feed me the religious beliefs line. And all of a sudden, the NHL is going to back off this. The National Hockey League... Well, I mean, I think he's not doing it for religious beliefs. It's not suggesting not, that everybody's not perfect. I'm, by the way, I'm not really a religious person whatsoever. But you can have a problem with certain... I would have a problem with this because you're asking him to espouse the beliefs that fall under the umbrella of the flag. That's it. And now it's, it's ever-expanding. It's not just uh, make being gay, uh, stop having being gay illegal from the 1960s and 70s. You know, it's not, let's make sure that hateful people don't extort and bash gay people. It's not, you know, let's, uh, you know, let's not worry about AIDS because it's only killing gay people. This is the prongs of the, the pride movement now. A lot of them are very troublesome. And don't give me this crap. You have to update it for everything because no, no. I've my my well, I would say that I've worked with a lot of gay guys, and certainly in my in women in my in hotels, and they're my friends, like anybody else in the hotels. Doesn't mean I'm for some dude teacher pretend who's pretending he's a girl with a nose ring in the half-shaved head, half-purple hair, having a gender journey with my child, okay? I'm not for every part of thing that falls under that banner. And a lot of this nonsense does. And if, just because this crying bitch is uh, is all in a tizzy because he demands everybody be all in because he's a fascistic dickhead, doesn't mean I have to be, you know, swayed by him. Today needs to find that organization a million dollars and reevaluate how they support gay rights. Because that is insulting. You are a fascist bitch. Imagine that. Imagine that. Find a million dollars. Because that guy didn't put on that shirt that has connotations that that guy doesn't believe in spiritually. Find it. Can you imagine this guy? Oh, miserable bitch. That is insulting what happened in Philadelphia. And if the NHL's serious about this, they say they are. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see how serious they are today. But that whole thing was mishandled, and, I, and I, part of me couldn't believe it. Part of me could, considering how the NHL sometimes handles things. And it's too important, and that's why you're continuing to talk about it because you're not. Shut just up, lady. Okay, this guy is like he came close to tears in the middle of this thing. Can you imagine that? That's what we're doing now. We're wasting time uh, because somebody, because you don't opt completely. By the way, NHL, you asked for this. You asked for this. In for a penny, the moment you opt into this horse bleep, the moment it's absolutely over. 
over. Never give them anything. Never give them anything. Anything, anything, anything. Anything. I would not wear the the pride shirt if my company told me to. The hell with that. If they offered me like $300,000, I would go absolutely in as a drag queen. There's no doubt about that. But no, no, I wouldn't if my company told me to. No, I'm not espousing this stuff. I'm not going, pretending to believe something like that. Now, that said, if a friend of mine, if a gay friend of mine said, hey, um, it would mean a lot to me today. Do you mind wearing this shirt just out of support for my lifestyle, etc.? That's more personal. And I'd consider the, I consider the friendship and what it means to that person there. And that's the whole difference, you know. It's like this, the bullying part, you better wear it and just waiting for it to be pounced on you. That's one thing. But if somebody asks you as a person, I there's a there's a a guy who who we um and we had this when I worked in hotels too. We had they were transvestites back then. I don't know what they were, or transsexuals back then. I, I don't know what you call it. now. I guess they're just trans. I don't know. But but if 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 a guy is presenting as a woman and is asking to be called she and her and and it, it has a is 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 exceptionally you know it has transformed or or is living the life totally as a woman and i know that person that person wants me to call her her new name or whatever maybe legal name in case of the hotel of course why would i not i would i would do if, if I, i'll make an accommodation for somebody if, if they ask me if they tell me that's a different freaking story and i think it's probably the same with you guys all right where is this thing on here where is this thing on? Uh, Alice usually does this. So hold on, hold on. Oh, there it is. There it is. Okay. Okay. Is Graham the a-hole he clearly appears to be? Uh, here's a, what Graham? Oh, is that the dude? Is oh Michael Graham? Michael Graham? Is it Michael Graham? Let me know what you mean. If the, you mean Michael Graham, I used to be the biggest sports fan. This stuff has destroyed professional sports. That's Wakefield Mole. Dave, lunatics, Trish, any hockey fans not driven away by this absolute jerk have no testicular... Correct. John, Don Cherry, I know. I know. I think about those guys. Um, I think about those guys um, all the time. Like, the just, the, just the, the times were different with the Big Bad Bruins. But if that friend knows your beliefs and still asks you to wear the shirt, then they're not respecting you as they w wish to be respected by you. I agree. I agree. Yes, Correct. Okay, Trish says, is Graham the biggest a-hole the a-hole clearly appears to be? So let me tell you about Michael Graham. He's an a-hole, like in the sense that all my friends are like a-holes. Like, like I, he would rib me, I would rib him, like any of your friends, like your drinking buddies and friends. And to work with, he's kind of an a-hole. Just to, now, now, the kind of an a-hole because he's very demanding. And he's only demanding because he's he when he when he was doing radio, he would pour his heart into the show. He was unstop. He'd always be working the show, always working. It, that's not like that with a lot of hosts. Believe me, it's not like that with a lot of hosts. He was always trying to get the show better, and I think that he'd, be, he'd been burned by having a lot of bad producers. And I wasn't very good at the at the beginning either. Or a lot of stuff I was never never got good at. Like I was not a great board op or anything like that. It took us about a year, and then 
he trusted me and I and we trusted each other after a year and and he um and um you know, we just kind of proved it to each other. And, like, he felt, like, respected. And he could tr trust is a huge thing with a producer and a radio host. And so, like, he knew that while the show was happening, et cetera, I was thinking of things to make the show better. When a lot of producers could give a flying F. They're just there pressing buttons. They really want to work for the rock station anyway. And they're they're just there pressing buttons. They could care less. But, um, so, yeah, a lot of times, like, he could be an a-hole on the, on, like, during the show. You would have thought... A lot of times he'd like give me crap in front of other people, which was, which I don't think was very good. I always thought that it was bad box office because I'd have to explain it away to them and say he's not he's not really an a hole. He's just like kind of jerky, whatever. But th that was just the th that was just the show. There were demands, but I will tell you this: he is um, he is, and it would probably would be the same. Like, um, but it's it's a it's a surface level a-hole and that's when you're his producer only because he wants to have the best and or employee probably only because he wants the best product out there but it's it's very surface level at the same time he's the most considerate um caring generous person that i've ever worked with he's uh he he absolutely shirt off his back literally he would do anything for you at any time at any time um, uh, he's, you know, and it, some of you, I don't want to hear it from some of you guys, but like he would never, I don't think he ever let any of us, any of us, me or anybody like ever buy a drink or ever buy food or ever, you know, he'd always extremely generous, extremely caring, extremely generous with, with his time. I'm sure he would have paid my rent if I begged him to. Even. Um, and, and so like, it's a surface level. He's an a-hole in the same way I'm an a-hole, you know? But you know he's just got a different style. But no, no, he's a, he's a great guy, a great guy, absolutely. Um, but you know, <laughs> so so if you love him, um, oh, did Trump break Michael? Uh, I know he was a never. Or, so Mike Michael's in with that beautiful people set, where his pals are um, are Bill Crystal and Jonah Goldberg, both guys who I like. I think Crystal's just gone nuts, but. But I love Jonah still, and his pals are um, uh, J Pod uh, Podesta. Uh, no, not Pod Horitz. I mean John Pod Horitz of um, Commentary Magazine, because he had a gig. Graham had a gig in Washington D.C. He also has done some writing here. I think he used to write a little bit for the Weekly Standard and for the National Review, and he's right up there with them. So he's kind. Of, he's a w very well studied and deep uh, conservative. He's read like he can hold his own with Jonah Goldberg, etc. Where is Alice? Um, so yes, so so although I, I would say Graham's an a-hole, and once again I would say I'm an a-hole, and he would probably enjoy more being called an a-hole than a great guy. Uh, he is a an extraordinarily great in in considerate guy in ways that. Let me tell you something. Just once again, he would never tell. He doesn't like talk about how many times he's nice. I'll give you a quick, very quick story. One time I came into the studio in the morning when we were at WTKK, and there he was. These two dudes looked like they were in the Bloods gang, and he was in this parking lot with them, these two dudes, fixing their flat tire. They didn't, they were these dudes who looked like gangbangers. I'm, it looked like they were about to shoot him, but they weren't. He's not only fixing their flat tire, changing their tire, but he's telling them, like, hey, you got to remember, you got to do this. Make the lug nuts. You, should, you guys should know this. So he's like taking his time to like teach them something. 
So it was just the kind of thing like nobody ever would have seen. If those guys came. If I saw those guys, I would have run like a sissy, you know, a thousand feet away and probably called the cops. I was, you know, but those, but you know, he he just gave. That's the kind of thing he does that a lot that he'll never get credit for. Um, uh, Julian Phil tuned in a little late. Where's Alice? Alice is sick. We don't know what it is, but she is sick. So she's back there, and she is uh, not. I mean, she's got like flu feelings and like cold um sore throat stuff i did get her some medicine and i did uh drag her out of there so she can start off the video but yes she is uh sick hopefully she'll be back tomorrow hopefully she'll be back tomorrow it's funny i'm looking at my haircut here that i got today and it, it one it looks absolutely like a toupee and i think is it a toupee i don't know i've always had a high forehead it looks like a toupee but for the first time when i was in the the barber shop seat today um Oh, Trish, I'd love to hear that. Your biggest grand regret. For the first time ever in the barbershop seats today, barbershop, whatever it was, it doesn't matter. It's a high-end place I call Supercuts. Um, I um, I didn't have my glasses on, and I saw my reflection, and for the first time, I looked, like, to me, 50. I was like, no, that's not my young face just trying to work it being old. It's like, that's just an old guy. It's kind of interesting. I'm not, I mean, I'm fine with, with getting old and being decrepit. I've had, I find it interesting, to be honest with you. You know, I've, I was young and it's nice to be young, but it's also kind of interesting getting older. All right. Um, I want to hit a couple more things here for the uh, chat chat. Uh, by the way, how great is it that Brian Stelter was at the World Economic Forum talking about the clear and present danger of disinformation? Jesus, imagine that. Imagine going to that thing and thinking about... The thing is, that place is packed full of billionaires. With lots of real estate, it took jets there, etc. They are into all the, the cool rides around. They're, cool, they're into all the breakout room sessions they're having. They're into all the pictures of themselves being taken. Obviously, they're buying all of them. And they're into all of it. They're into the the wonderful free dinner and the wonderful, you know, um, what's that caviar and all the beautiful food they have and all the beautiful clubs they have going them going to and all the events they have going to and all the beautiful hookers around and all the beautiful drugs and everything. It's one and there's like these people are the elites of the world. They think they're doing very important work and they're very important. And they're actually paying to go see Brian effing stelter they're impressed by that holy hell how the hell must that be uh let's see got that hockey player oh okay here's one other note okay have a drink if you want i'm making a pledge has a, if the Burn Purple Podcast has a, get a big gathering of shadheads, I'll be there. Biggest Graham. I'll share my biggest Graham regret. Well, if we do, then Graham will be there. Or could be there, unless you don't want to. Um, but he... Um, yeah, Alice wanted to do a 500-episode one. There's a castle in Haverhill, or Haverhill, depending on where you are, Massachusetts, that we just happened to walk around. and It's kind of a cool place. She thought of doing something there. It's, it's like, there's no good... Where we are is out of the way for almost everybody, unless you're... I don't even know what to call this, like in the upper Merrimack Valley. I don't even know. This area is an odd area in Massachusetts. 
It's really, it's, we might as well just say it's Portsmouth, New Hampshire, or Newburyport, Massachusetts. So it's, it's kind of a hike from everybody. So I don't know where we'd do it if we did something. Um, but, uh, but we will have a gathering. We will. I mean, I'm, I kind of like gatherings. It's kind of my thing. I kind of like have, throwing a little party. I have friends, uh, I have friends who would like to be part of it too. And it would be cool. So, so, uh, yeah. They're touched. That's right. That's right. Per live shot carrying. Uh, Trish says, yeah, that's the John Kerry from yesterday. Do I have that right here? Where is that? Is that here? Is that the open the other thing? Let me see. Here's John Kerry. God, he's so ridiculous. Selected. Oh, hey, John. Here we go. Here's Kerry. And when you stop and think about it, it's pretty extraordinary that we select group of human beings. Can you imagine? Because of whatever touched us at some point in our lives, are able to sit in a room and come together and um, actually talk about saving the planet. I mean, it's so almost extraterrestrial to think about, quote, saving the planet. And if you said that to most people, most people... Would be like, whatever, go back to... The guy is just a delusional guy. Imagine being so into yourself that you talk like that. All right, and one other thing I wanted to talk about was Taylor Lorenz. Taylor Lorenz says, uh, let me find this. This gets me. <clears throat> Alice, you wait till tomorrow. She's sending me stories now from her deathbed. You wait till tomorrow. She's going to have some stuff. She's going to get us in trouble tomorrow. She's already sending me a whole bunch of crud. Okay, here's Taylor Lorenz. Listen to this. You know her. She's this psycho um, who's like probably 47 who claims she's like 26. Who does, she goes and, do, she's she's got like from a family that's got billions of dollars. Privileged upbringing in Connecticut, not surprisingly. And she tweeted out today, she's destroyed lives. She she doxes people, etc. Then when you go after her, she claims she's a victim and she's depressed and she gets attacked and her life's in danger. Whatever. She's just a, just a wasteoid disgrace. She said today, does anyone have uh, any resources to try to in combat a CEO pushing to force mandatory in-office time? Asking for a friend. I'm permanently remote. CEO. How do you combat a CEO pushing to force mandatory in-office time? What the frig is wrong with these pusses? I, can you believe it? I mean, I saw it. In the last couple of years of being at the Boston Herald, I could see the creep that was happening. I could see people, more people in my own building, like asking me, like, why? I'm going to some bitch yelled at me. I forgot what his name was. Some dude, like 25 year old dude, like, yelled at me when I was in the break room or something, like, you're whatever freaking fascist, like, F you and like Trump and things you do. Like, I had never met him. I don't know. I know that he was really young and he just like, made his way out. Some some other people yelled like barked at me here and there for something. Meanwhile, my, remember, I'm doing my job. I'm a, a a columnist for the paper with an opinion. They were such bitches that they couldn't stand that I had an opinion that was different than theirs, and that Trump had won, so their feelings were hurt. And their the media that they digested told them that it was historically bad. My goodness, not since Hitler. So like they're already like bitchy. Oh God. Coming at me? I never came at them from their stupid freaking stories and Liz Warren's dog, for Christ's sakes. God. Just uh, suck it up. You 
suck it up. God, there's some exceptions in there. But, uh, well, I mean, obviously there's a lot of exceptions in there. I mean, when I was there, obviously Joe Battenfeld is an adult. He didn't act like a kid. Hillary Chabot is an adult. Cashman is an adult. Howie obviously is an adult. Peter, um, what's Peter's last name? Peter, I can't remember. Anyway, but he's he, but he's he's good. And, and Heslam is an adult. Heslam and I used to write head-to-head columns. Me going after her, her going after me. Sometimes we'd politely, like, debate in in the newsroom and and nobody's feelings were hurt it's fine have some can take it uh and uh, i'm I'm sure i'm leaving some other people out but i mean there are some it's just generational but there are also some people who like it's just a weird thing having people from your own paper go after your columns it's I, i'm not i'm not saying like i never lost an ounce of sleep over it but I had, I had one person try to get me fired because of somebody I had on in Herald Radio and some stuff I wrote and tweeted and said I should be fired. They shouldn't. And she quit in protest because I was still there. This is like, this is how it was. This is, and, and that's why, and that's back, this is 10 years ago now. Now I assume it's over. So I don't know. I, I didn't see the coverage that the Herald did now that the other the other news stories have picked up on um on the, how bad the MLK statues in Boston. Maybe, maybe now they'll do something too, which is what they should have done. They should have thrown a bomb, uh, you know, into that um, news cycle with slamming the MLK uh, statue. It's terrible. It's terrible. You've got a guy who's iconic, who is one of the most influential Americans, really world citizens, civil rights leaders, Right up there with Gandhi, who who is has a striking appearance, who happened to have a beautiful wife, and you don't depict any of either of them. If you got just the stupid arm thing that looks very vice squatty, something phallic or worse is happening. That's not me. But I mean, I would have absolutely. I mean, there's things that I, had I. It's. I mean, I always felt that, and I wasn't the editor, and the editor was great. When I was there, for the the editor, when I was there, Shaka was great. Joe Shaka was great, but there are, and he had he has he had considerations to make here and there about the big world thing. But I always felt like I would have been right in, fully in on, on this trans stuff, fully in, on uh, on the the Kirk and Jerry stuff. It's easy for me to say on against the Red Sox. I'm sure I wrote columns about about it. I did when I got to the Lowell Sun, um, but. I mean, there were wars I thought that we should fight. Then again, I didn't get to see the whole battlefield, and I didn't have the internal crap going on. Well, I did have some of the internal crap going. On. I just didn't. I wasn't told about it till later, like inside the building that the you know it's a union shop or it was a union shop. Essentially, they've they sold that away, but they're still there. Irony can be pretty ironic. I'm seeing this here. Let's see. Feel free to ask anything, guys. Anything, anything. They're touched per live shot, carry. Rashid Walters at the Herald is off. I, I just saw somebody uh, talk about him. Was he on Howie or something? Is this guy, is he is he a reporter or a columnist or what is he? That's great if there's if there's good new talent there. There's, I don't want to say that there isn't talent there. Um, th- there is, but it, it's, the, the balance, it's just, it's just, The business model doesn't allow for a lot of talent. I'm glad Bats is still there. That 
Battenfeld was there. I always loved working with Joe Battenfeld. I thought he was a a, a very interesting and cool guy and uh, and very good at his job. It's interesting when you see good reporters kick into gear. It's a gutsy profession. I mean, when you when you when they when you watch them with sharp elbows go around. I also working at newspapers. I, if I could take it back, I used to when I first got there, and I, I was like joking about how we used to steal from newspapers on talk radio, and and like I had no time for uh, photojournalists. I just thought, like, what? You take pictures for a living? I learned a valuable lesson when I got to this bit to to the Boston Herald um, about what goes into all those news stories that we used for talk radio. And uh, I saw how they built it out and how talented these photojournalists were, like, you know, Garfinkel. and all. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. That's greenlight.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. All these guys are incredible. Did you get any pushback from Alice's parents when you began dating due to your difference in age? It's funny you say that, Julian Phil. Um, no, I didn't, although I kind of expected to. I mean, I, first when Alice and I were dating, I was 37 and she was 23. And, you know, I had been like on dates with other, I was, I had been, it was a time when I was just like, I, I was talking to other women, age appropriate women. And then Alice came on the scene and she was like really young. And I remember telling, talking to my friend, a, a woman my age, who was my friend married to my best friend, and, and uh, her saying, well, well, that's interesting. But I mean, obviously, you can't make her a girlfriend or anything. She's way too young. And I said, obviously, she's a kid. I mean, what are we going to do? And um, and so I didn't, I didn't think so. But Alice, the more we hung out, the more it was like, you know, it's interesting. She does everything I like to do. She knows more about politics than anybody I'd ever dated. She's the first conservative I've ever dated. But I, but I also assumed that, but I also assumed that um, that it would be a phase for her, and it was only a matter of time. Obviously, I thought it was awesome because I was like, "Oh my god, she looks ridiculous and beautiful." So, uh, did did I get pushback from Alice's parents? No, because I, I think that the family, and this is going to sound even more unhealthy. The family were, were talk radio fans, I think. And so they kind of thought it was cool that Alice... I think this is right. Uh, we, Alice can give us some clarity. But I think they think, kind of thought it was cool because they may... At least a couple of them listened to the Michael Graham show. And so I was on the show. Um, Alice was a is her own person. And I had her... like She didn't really fit with the, with the personality of somebody who was 23. 
like some emo millennial like bitchy dude. It didn't make she didn't and she wasn't into that stuff. She was up she was into what older guy stuff, man stuff, I guess. I'm not calling myself a man, believe me. Obviously you can see by all the stuff that Alice is, does all the man stuff really. But uh she just liked me. And she thought I was funny, etc. And so no, I, I very humbly um like introduced myself to her uh well her mother was always very easy to get along with it and very interesting. She's great. And her dad's kind of an interesting guy. He's from Serbia. And um but he was instantly friendly and it was like it was there was no there was nothing like that. I'm yeah, and I I certainly thought that would be a situation. I also went there hat in hand. I was not like uh I was not like I didn't go in there like a punk. I mean I was obviously like I had some some things going for me. One, they knew some of my personality from listening to me on the radio. Two, they knew I was employed from listening to me on the radio. And they knew a little bit of my life about my life from listening to me on the radio. Alice quickly was hanging out with us and you know, I was back then hanging out a lot with my brother and my mother was alive back then. And so, you know, quickly everybody met and so no. No, so there was not really, there was not wasn't really um, any pushback from Alice's parents, which in retrospect was probably a mistake on their part. <laughs> but hey, you know what? Sometimes you win some, you know. Uh, Trish says Alice is what we affectionately call an old soul. She is. No, you're right about that. My goodness, you, Trish. She is an old soul. You should see her baking cookies. Like, not even the flour is not from scratch. It's stone rolling, millstone crap. And and she's, yeah, no, she's absolutely into that. She's into basic. She's into basic. I mean, there's part of her that's very, the, the, old, the very old Yankee values. Her mother's a, a Yankee. And she's into, like, wooden toys, Waldorf school stuff, home cooking, prayer, family, um, almost homesteading in a sense, you know, where we were going to had all the chickens and this and that, and she like went out and just slaughtered one, no big deal. There is part of her that it's the Eastern European part of her, and I, and I don't want to say anything about, uh, <clears throat> sorry, bad about Serbians, because the, the, the Serbian friends we have and the churchgoers, um, who we know, <clears throat> From uh, are the best people in the earth. They're just so great. But there is a different style and culture, you know, in Serbia than you'd find generally in Lexington, Massachusetts. So that part of her is not old soulish. There's part of Alice that's and it's kind of gone now. But we were when we were, when we were first dating, it was so inappropriate. We used to go to Charlie's Bar, no Harry's. I used to live in Brighton near Harry's Bar, and Alice came in one time with a with essentially the exact. Oops, I did it again, Britney Spears outfit, like the red leather thing. She was so inappropriate and so much younger than me that there was no doubt that everybody there knew for a fact that, that she was an escort that I had, or I had purchased her from uh, you know, Kazakhstan or something. So there were times when like the, 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 the glitzery, glittery Eastern European thing like would go way over the top and she was like all for it. She had when I when I when I met her, she had this Christmas tree that was all made of silver like titanium shards. It was like this cold uh it was Slavic thing represent and she like she dressed she had part of her that when she went out she she dressed like that and had like the eye makeup and so it was over the top Eastern European and it was really hot. So what was I going to really say? I knew that it was that, like, this isn't really a Yankee. 
And she, uh, and plus it was out of my comfort zone. I was with my, I used to hang out with my friend Eddie all the time. And then suddenly Alice, I'm in my Brighton apartment, which is a cool apartment. I miss it. Um, and, uh, and then Alice suddenly comes there and she's all like, she threw off the equation because she was all like really short skirts and this and that. And she'd hang with the guys. So we'd eat pizza, she'd eat pizza, we'd drink vodka and cocktails and she'd drink vodka and cocktails and her tolerance wasn't great. It's not now. Um, so, but she'd hang with her, but she, she threw off the, and she, you know, although like we were, she dated other guys, uh, we weren't, I mean, we were, we weren't exclusive. I mean, we weren't, we were dating a lot, but, and she wanted a commitment. And I said, um, this is all that nobody knows this. And I said, like, if we're not going to have a, commi a commitment, you're 23, and she like used to be in my car and like switching the radio station every four seconds, which is like what a twenty three year old does. And I'm like, this is, is this legal really? And um, and so I said, We're, no, we can have fun and hang out. And you know, we always we did, and we used to go exploring all around the state together. And she was fun. That was she had no hang ups, no baggage. Unlike my most recent girlfriend at the time, where everything was a problem, would never want to go exploring with me. But, but I was like, but 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 she she wanted to be exclusive. And I said, you're twenty three. Like, what am I gonna? This is awesome in many ways, but you know, but it's not. You can't. I'm not going to date somebody who was who was born when I was in high school, you know. But then, um, so she she kind of dated, and I kind of dated. Uh, but then she like, according to her, you can ask her too. But she she kind of pursued me, and um, she was she was in it to win it. So there you go. I mean, believe me, if this was. Thirteen years ago, the this podcast, or or if I was in the same, this would be a very different thing back then because I was a single guy with my older single friends. We were all you know around 40, 37, 40, whatever that time. And we were very single. We were talking about you know wanting to hook up with chicks and this and that, and it was getting pretty sad that time. I can, you won't be surprised to know. Um, but um, so that's what that was. So they never gave, never gave me any crap really. And then um, they were all for it, like with the with the wedding and this and that, and yeah, no, so no no pushback. I assumed that her family, that her sisters and brothers were horrified, and like I would be, and I hope they were because you don't why don't this fat old ogre around? But uh, they never told me anyway. They've probably warmed to me a little bit since then. I, they're all awesome. They're all great and they're funny. It's really a great family. I gotta say, I'm lucky because all my fa family is dead, other than my brother. Um, well, I've got extended. I shouldn't say that. I've got cousins and uncles and aunts and all that stuff, but but for the most part, you know, they're mostly dead. Okay, shall we do the? Oh, but I want to talk about Taylor Lorenz, by the way. With that, with that, like they're making me come into work. It's, I'm so sick of I'm so sick of like bitchy workers. I don't. A lot of them, I think, just aren't working anymore. But I, you know, when I was a manager, it was just I'm so happy not to be a manager. I'm so happy not to be a manager. I'm I'm so done with attitudes and hurt feelings of millennials. Where you got to say something nice before you criticize them, and then quickly douse it with something nice again, or else they're bursting into flames. I'm so sick of that. Not all of them. Some of them were awesome. Some suck. But I don't want to be the one who hires anymore. I'm like, believe me. I when I interview people for jobs, I'm mostly thinking about throwing myself out the window. I'm like, I, what am I doing with my life? Okay, so now it's time for the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce Chat Chat Chat. By the way, I just whacked out my. My avocado today, um, when I filled in both sides, both reservoirs with Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce, 
bleeping delicious. Now, according to Wake Up Eighty Weight Loss, I'm only allowed to have one a week, which hurts me because they're ripe right now. Alice feels too sick to eat another one. The kids don't want two more. Two of them are ripe. Judgment call, judgment call. Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline. Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce, the best hot sauce. You guys, uh, thank you for supporting them. That's great. Uh, but it's great, isn't it? It's like, I, I'm I'm glad. I'm just thrilled. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Poor Alice is missing this. All right, let me get a drink first. Cheers. Social. Remember that? You used to want to strangle the people you said social. Okay. Hey, Tom and Alice. It's Dana from Maine. Hey, Dana. Just taking a walk in the morning and just wanted to plea for help. Yeah. I need you guys to help me out here. I've noticed that my screen time on my phone was really high and mostly Twitter. And I've decided to quit cold turkey at least for a bit. Ooh. I'm starting to get the shakes. So I need you guys to step up and fill in all those gaps. Not that you haven't been doing that already, but I really need your help. I don't want to look at that damn thing anymore. I know. All right. Thanks. Dana, I Bye. appreciate it. I'm glad you're out for the walk. Definitely listen to a podcast if you're on the walk. That's what I do. I don't look at a lot of social media while I'm walking. Sometimes I, I, I check in if I think somebody's trying to get a hold of me, if I'm trying to book a guest and I want to see the status. Um, so Twitter, that's a tough one. I don't, there's nothing in social media that I've quit. I certainly do. Sometimes like when you like eat a full bag of ruffles, sometimes I feel like sick after being on social media, but I do use it for, uh, for finding stories. It's a, it's a really a news story aggregator for me mostly. Um, so, so I kind of use it as that tool. It doesn't really stress me out. Sometimes, you know, a couple of times in years past when I've been on the end of some heat, I was a little bit like, oh my God, is like there's a thousand people who are all mad at me and, you know, it can get to you a little bit. But, um, but I'm not, I don't think I'm really addicted to my phone. I do use it all the time, but I think Alice is definitely, she is definitely addicted. I guarantee you right now, one lung has collapsed and she is almost flatlining and she is still scrolling through Twitter. She is absolutely into it. Dana, I would like to know why you're quitting Twitter. Exactly. I mean, I, I know why you would want to. But and also like if it's making you upset, then there's no reason. To, there's no reason. There's no. There's no skin in the game in Twitter for people to go in and be an a hole and, and sit around and try to find ways to get at you and hurt your feelings, whatever. And also, it's like it's a reservoir for bad news. Oh, that's why. Yeah, that, that's why. Like like I said earlier, maybe I didn't say it, I meant to. I saw another person tweet today. My dog went over the rain, rainbow bridge today. Like I would rather hear about it. Like a panda being run over, then somebody talking about like this is the where we go to talk about our dead dogs. What do we? Come on, it's on Facebook too. Can, can does this have to be a place of death? You know, mom would have been sixty-seven today. God, really? Can we have somewhere else for dark, like dark, morbid things? God, and I'm not trying to be insensitive. It's like, come on, the Rainbow Bridge. Ugh. Sorry, didn't mean to be, but come on. When my dog dies, you will not see, there will not be a tweet about my dog from me. My wife will, but there will not be. My kids who do almost nothing to support our effort to have a dog will suddenly all be sad. Uh, okay, so there you go. I guess I'm a jerk. But Dana, let me know. I also want to know how long you're walking in for, um, yeah, how long you're walking in. Where? What kind of place are you walking in? 
Hey, someone else. I seen um, some things sold exclusively um, from Sam's Club, and it's made with real sugar. And it made me think of something Tom likes: a cookie of some sort made with real sugar. Mm-hmm. And there's a vast amount of them in this packaging. Ooh. So, Tom, let me know if you want me to ship it your way. <sighs> I think you'd eat the whole box probably one night. I actually got in this weird. I don't know what caused it. Maybe you guys have done the same, but. Back when I was thin, 20 years ago, I was jogging. I quit smoking when I turned 30, and so I started jogging, and, and I lost a bunch of weight, and I was like, I was I was in fight and shape, good-looking enough thin, or I could wear normal clothes. I was, it was good. But man, I'd sometimes, at night, especially after a few beers, I'd go to CVS on Beacon Hill near me where we lived and annihilate a box of Chips Ahoy. I don't know what did it, because other than that, those outbreaks... I would not eat any carbs or anything sugary. So, but I believe me, believe me, Justin. I um, I I miss biting into it. my kids have cookies. My daughter knows how to bake cookies now. I see the chocolate cookies and I see them like wet and warm still. And part of me has to like brace myself so I don't pass out. I want them so much. I want them so much. I've I have screenshots now of this pasta ad that I keep seeing around, and I showed Alice. I am like sexually attracted i don't want to make love to the pasta but it's like it's right up there with my my lust for anybody else like kate upton is here that pasta is up here now i don't mean actual you can you know what i mean i think women probably know what i mean more because a woman i used to uh, know in the hotels used to say women transition after a while from men to sex to food i don't get it now i get it all right I think Alice needs to submit another grievance to HR at the Burn Barrel Pod headquarters. What? All she did yesterday was say that I had a real Boston accent, and Tom accuses her of essentially cheating, ready to run away from home, leave yes, the yes. kids, abandon him. Yes. Meanwhile, Tom's got callers seeking out leads for him on Tinder, I don't know, seniors seeking seniors. <laughs> grinder even all on the podcast there's a there's a complete hypocrisy there's is not a complete yeah. equitable division of labor and, and alice i will submit any affidavit you need tom by the way affidavit is not a uh, dating app are you sure so well, first of all tim you make a good point there because i do like objectify women and talk about women and talk about all sorts of stuff and Alice like really doesn't do that. She's got this dignity thing where she's not, she definitely is intrigued by your accent. There's no doubt about that. And she loves Mike Geary. That is that is a little more worrisome because she makes noises when watching him sometimes, like that mm, she doesn't think I can hear. Um, that said, um, yes, and I also bring up ex girlfriends a lot around her, and all sorts of subject matter around that, which is I think probably very low level like insecurity. Um, compensation by me probably i think any shrink would say tom just stop it it's okay okay just she's not mentioning ex-boyfriends because she's secure you feel that there's that you need to compensate so that you're bringing up like adding extra points with these ex-girlfriends which may or may not exist it's pathetic i cop to it but yeah she does like your accent i don't know if her exes had well no one was a russian kid i i think off the boat russian figures because she kind of has putin's eyes 
starting starting to think I missed my calling doing voice acting. Really starting to think that. Okay, let's try this one. It's if my access it's wicked hot. So, um, you know, that much phlegm work makes me want to throw up, obviously. Uh, but that said, I assume, is that Gollum, Justin, I assume? assume? I, I think it was probably pretty good if it was. If it was. Oh, and I did love those movies pretty much. There were a lot of work, though. A lot of CGI happening in those. I did read the books. It's pretty much the last books I read in 1984, The Lord of the Rings. Example number Uh-oh. 1001 of why I love this podcast. In talking about accents, it turned into Tom not wanting to share a story that nobody had asked about. <laughs> and then basically implicating a former colleague or friend in committing potential insurance fraud. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't trust you to return my library book at this point. <laughs> but keep up the good work. Uh, beers. Yeah. No, that was a friend of ours. It's funny because that kid, also from Malton, I cut off my friendship with him. It, well, we, 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 I could, I shouldn't say that. The day I got my job at Intercom, which was the job as the male receptionist at thirty years old, mind you, um, I committed myself so hard to radio that I, I that was the last time I ever talked to him. I. I I just uh, I ghosted him from that day because he was too he was too risky and I thought I can't have the new people m- mingle with some of the old people who were more toxic in just trouble and you know there were some drugs involved and whatever and so I was like I can't have it because I'm trying to get in with impress new people so I can get off of so I can be a receptionist and then do more stuff somehow into radio and it's it it takes some doing. Especially when you're near the receptionist, it's not like I'm an intern pressing buttons in the studio. I got a lot of work to do to get in there. So I needed to totally commit, which I did. And uh, so I, I, I have not seen him since 2004, I guess. That was that. Yep. Sorry about that. I didn't mean nothing nothing, nothing personal. Well, it's just uh, fine. On the, uh, the different accents and all that. Yeah. And Tom, come on now. Yes. You've never been told that you used to look like maybe and sound like. Peter Griffin from Family Guy. Just wondering. That's a Rhode Island accent, I think. Have a good one. That is a Rhode Island accent. No, not quite, you know. Now, I realize that that is obviously an insult. but um, No. I'm, okay, a couple of things. One, I'm, I like Seth MacFarlane's work. I think he's brilliant. I like a lot about Family Guy. I never hugely got into it. My dance card was full, was full with The Simpsons and um, South Park mostly. I do appreciate Family Guy. Um, I have not been told that about Peter Griffin. I will tell you something that's similar, though. I was told to go as Dwight, Dwight Schrute to a Halloween party, at a big Halloween party in like 2005 or six. And so I got my glasses. I had my, my Dwight, Dwight Schrute outfit on. And everybody there called me Tommy Boy to a person. Nobody thought I was Dwight Schrute. That was it. And then I was unconscious on the ladies' couches. People partied around me. Then I went home in the morning, and that was that party. Great party. <sighs> Tommy Boy enjoyed himself that night. All right. Let us see. Hey there, Tom. This is Jack Nicholson. Oh, wow. Just letting you know 
Alice's chest is quite 100% real. What? Thought I'd let you know, man. You've... No way. There's no way. How would you keep that secret from me? That's a big one. A Hollywood secret? Man. No, but I was... uh, Yeah, I can't comment. Alice apparently is very sensitive about that issue. I'll just say that... um, as all of us husbands are, I'm quite pleased. That's it. that's also, also it's innocent, no problem. I realize Alice, Alice's uh, family listens to this. I don't want any more trouble. I've already burned, I've already burned some uh, bridges. Hey Tom, I was going to leave a message about uh, a couple different topics. Yeah, uh, including defending Tim and Canton and his horrible accent. Uh, talk a little bit about classified documents and how to store them properly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, your skincare routine. Yep. Uh, but once I found out Alice wasn't on the show, what? I figured I'd uh, change things up a little bit. There we go. So I guess I had a sort of a serious question, which is, uh, and you don't have to disclose the exact amount, but since it isn't Ask Me Anything, mm-hmm. how much do you guys spend on child care? Because I have one kid on which we spend several hundred dollars a week, and that's with a lot of help from uh, in-laws and grandparents mm-hmm. and whatnot. I don't know how you guys do it with four. Because uh, you seem to spend a lot of time not with the kids. Um, and also wondering uh, when it comes to life expectancy. Hold on one second. Let me start with childcare. I think of this life expectancy when I think I don't know where that's going. Um, so childcare, uh, we don't spend anything anymore. Well, well, I mean, there's... I, I should... The kids are always... We used to send our daughter to daycare and then our son and daughter to daycare. That was very expensive, and I think at that point, and Alice can can it was so expensive. When we had them full time when I worked in radio, and she worked in like fashion. We had dropped them off at like eight in the morning, picked them up at like five or six at night, and for two of them, and it was what thousand a week or more. I I don't know. It was it was so expensive that essentially Alice's job, which was in fashion, only paid for daycare. It was so expensive. It's so it's heartbreaking how expensive childcare is. So freaking expensive. Thankfully, we found this woman who was cheaper than everybody else. I don't know if she had a license. I know that she smoked because the kids all came home smelling like smoke. She had eighteen cats and I think a couple of um, of meth addicts who were like always like hanging around her house. And so, but but at least she was flexible. Didn't give a damn. And and she and it, she was cheap. It was a lifesaver for us. We tried to get a nanny at some point too. Uh, that fell through. There was a hot one. I wanted Alice wouldn't let me get her, and so um, and we got another one who was a psychotic and never really worked. So that fell through. We never had no money really to have a nanny, um, but it was really expensive. So now we're not. So now what happens now is we've got our twelve-year-old for the school year. Our twelve-year-old goes off to school, and our um, Nine-year-old, and if he is nine, I'm not even sure, but I think he's nine. Nine-year-old and seven-year-old and five-year-old. Um, Alice gives them schoolwork. This is all on a really good day. Ideally, this is how the plan goes. Alice gives them schoolwork. They work in their schoolwork. And she and I just do... I'm, I'm on air at 11. Before that, I'll make them breakfast. Uh, either she or I'll make them lunch. We feed them throughout the day. And I just, for my four hours, I check on them whenever I can while I'm on the air and then Alice checks on them when she can and does stuff with them and you know some days are better than others sometimes we have to throw them the screens or some days are great and they're doing all their homework and they're excellent downstairs and having fun sometimes they're yelling at each other but for those four hours I'm kind of tied up except for every top of the hour or bottom of the hour uh, where I have a few minutes to check in and say how you guys doing what can I get you 
Um, and um, and Alice is Alice, and then I'm after, after three o'clock. I'm also I'm free. So before eleven and after three, I'm attentive. There's that area in the middle there. It's a little tough. Uh, and Alice has a lot of meetings, work meetings. She work, we both work at home, so we're right there with them. Um, so it can be difficult. But yeah, I understand the childcare thing, man. I understand it. It's a it's it's a heartbreaker how terrible it is. Wondering uh, when it comes to life expectancy. Um, I don't know how much longer or shorter do you think you would have lived or will live uh, since you got together with Alice? Has she contributed to your longer stay on this earth or mm. a potentially truncated one and an untimely death? Not to be morbid. No, it's a good question, Danny, because um, my dad died when he was 69. My mother died when she was like 72. I'm 50 now, so... I don't know. I don't know. I assume that I'll be whacked out by cancer at some point in the next few years. I assume we're a big cancer family. It's not great, great, but like my dad died of cancer, my grandfather died of cancer, my great uncle. Like we all get cancer in this family. My mother died of cancer. Uh, my my aunt died of cancer very young. Um. So I mean, I'm. I think that Alice. We don't really talk about it that much, but I think that that she's got a contingency in her mind for it. Pro. I assume probably. She'd probably sell this house and and move elsewhere. Whether or not that's depending on what gig she had, whether or maybe maybe not. Maybe she'd stay here. Um, but I think that she has. She is certainly. She has. If I had, if I didn't have somebody like her who was younger with that much energy, and she's a strong person, like literally her body is strong. Um, I can't imagine, like the girlfriend I had before Alice, who was my age exactly would have been probably mostly immobile, probably in a deep depression. And it would be me tending to her and the kids. It could have been a nightmare scenario. So I'm very, I'm very blessed. And I don't think, and Alice is 35 now, but she's, and I know that's not 23, but it's it's very young and she's in good shape. She's just naturally like built, built to last, I think. Um, so I think that she's, she helps me in that way. You know, I would just, my, my, I wish that we made our full time living doing this, um, you know, so that we could spend less. Time, well, that she could spend less time having to work, um, because I think there are other things we'd like to do, and it would give uh, us more opportunities. But no, I think, yeah, I assume I'll be tapping out in the next few years. I don't know, but or, but you know, maybe not. Who knows? You never quite know, do you? Um, but um. But I need Alice to not die. That's important. She needs to stay around because, you know, the kids can deal without me. You know, they've got burn barrels to watch if they miss. There's not much else that I really do. But uh, very good question, Danny. Uh, all the questions are good. All the comments are good. Everybody, I appreciate it. I will give Alice your best. And hopefully she will be feeling good. I'm not going to say all the Alice stuff with all the stuff to say all the time. But um, but hopefully she's feeling better. I did get her some really cool looking medicine. She said, what's in it? Just take it. What do you have to lose? What's in it? Who cares? I was tending bar, and and I would uh, and somebody would say like, "Okay, can I have a what? Can you just make me whatever drink you'd have?" And I'd be like, oh, "Whatever." And I'd make a Manhattan. And they'd say, "What's in it? Shut up! You wanted you? I would not say the sound. It's like you wanted. You're at the bar. I'm the bartender. You asked me to make something. Just drink it, okay?" 
And by the way, the only people I ever wanted to murder in my life are in, with a gun right on the spot are men who would return drinks to me because they were too strong and I made them. That is disgraceful. Disgraceful. Come on, guys. Come on. Should I try Alice's uh, special effects? Hello, 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 hello. hello. Seriously, thank you. Thank you for all the great questions and, uh, and all the great feedback, too. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com. <laughs> 